I was making the joke earlier about, you know, we're, we're taking a summer break, and, um, but some of you like to really stay active with things, even when we're on the summer break. So we, we do have things, like if you want to make a trip to Hawaii, you can take Kelsey's last retreat over there. Um, the end of July should be doing that. Otherwise, things like the lab work are sunlight. And, oh my God, I don't even know how many postings we have on the website now. There's got to be at least over 200 recordings with all the talks and uh, different uh, guided meditations and all. And one thing I haven't done in a little while myself is actually read the books. We just we do a sound check before we open the doors and everybody in, and we often read out a book just to give us a focus. And boy. Just reminded me how amazing the information is simplified in the books. I like the staff of the shepherd because if you want to learn about the cosmology of the whole spiritual kingdom, well, this is the book to read. We've got three of them, as you know, the staff of the shepherd, the knowing of God, and love and loving. And I'm gonna, I was making that, I wasn't making a joke. I am gonna actually read at least this book, if not all three over the summer again, because this is such a nice reminder. It's just been a while. We got so used to just sharing now. I was just reading, we were reading about the angelic kingdom in here, the seraphim, and there were these amazing light flame beings, and it reminded me of my own inner experiences of my own journey through all the different realms. It's like we have posted up over here the levels of self, as many of you know in here, we talk about the different levels of realms of consciousness, from the physical, like we know here, to the astral realm, the realm of imagination, causal realm, the realm of emotion, the mental realm, the realm of mind, the unconscious, the unconscious mind, we call the etheric or the void, and then those are what we call the realm of time and space, and then there's the realm of soul, the divine spark of who we are, the inner light, why we call this inner light ministries, and then of course the spiritual realm, the true kingdom of God, in which the soul even merges into that ocean of loving where it becomes one. With the divine in its moments. So, as I was saying about um, the books and all, that uh, again, since we're taking a summer break, many of you know, years past, we, you know, over the last, gosh, probably seven to ten years, we've been making a lot of changes. We used to do the weekly Tuesday night classes. You guys think it'd be possible to traffic anymore? <laughs> a little bit hard with that. But then obviously, we we moved it once a month, as we're doing now. We tried the Sunday mornings and afternoons and different times. And a lot of you wanted to do more than just, uh, you know, part of the year. A lot of them, what it used to do is more like one line of school year. So we take the summers off just like the regular school year. And then when we try to keep going through the summers and doing all the travels and the retreats and everywhere, the last few years it's got a little bit tiring for Jim and I to try to handle everything and now that we're Skyping with all the different uh, communities as well every other month. Um, it's a pretty full schedule. So with all that, Jim and I are experimenting again as I was sharing some last class of taking some summers off like we used to and see how this goes. So we'll see how that rolls and just like in January we try to take a Christmas break like a lot of people do. It helps to rejuvenate us. It's surprising how much energy this takes to do the work we do just because of the nature of the job. As many of you really are aware here, we're not just here giving sermons. That's really a mental action. We're here to really serve the spirit in everybody. And to serve that spirit, well, there's a real movement of consciousness. 
And what comes with movement of consciousness? Well, the primary thing is loving. That's the best thing. But boy, when the loving moves and stirs, well, what does it do? Well, it stirs up all the things inside of us, mentally, emotionally, in our imagination, in our physical experience. So, unfortunately, there's a lot of junk, to say the least, or what we call the negative or painful aspects that come with it. And so, yeah, there's a lot of challenge with that, but that's part of the action of the movement of spirit, is to help each individual to make themselves available, such as in the meditation that we'll move into here a little bit, to have that action to support one in their life journey, whether it's some kind of healing or balancing or realigning, or cleansing, or releasing, or forgiving, however you want to say it, that movement of loving, that action of the Holy Spirit, really can do everything with us. We just have to be open to what that is and ask and invite it in. But with that, when I work with the individuals, they're really choosing to follow this pathway that we share here in our ministries. It really is a spiritual journey, or we call it a pathway, because it is really a journey of the soul that the soul moves through a life experience. And in that life experience, well, just like in our physical lives, we have all these challenges, but all the good times, too. Well, the reason I'm even referring to, like, the step of the Shepherd book, particularly, it really talks about the other realms I was just describing a few minutes ago. That just as we have a journey here physically through these bodies, well, there's a journey of the soul moves through. I'll say moves because it doesn't just walk, it flies and has all kinds of other experiences of movement through these other realms of consciousness. And that journey is very real. Just as I was referring to as we were reading in here in the angelic kingdom, I remember some of my own experiences over the years, and I've had thousands of them. I've been doing this about 28 years now. And I probably remember way less than I can recall with all that I've had. So it's nice to read books or go back and look at our journals again and remind ourselves not only of what we have experienced and what we've learned, but to re-inspire and re-enthuse ourselves. And to get clarity once again where we may have read some of the books or had things in the past and things maybe seem to be moving slowly and sometimes feel like we've hit a plateau or feel a little stuck. Well, that's where being active, taking action can be a great support. That's why reading the books, like I said, this summer, even though we're taking a break from some of the classes, so there may, may not as be as much of a focus as we carry on otherwise, if we engage ourselves, like we're saying online at the lab course or the books here, there's exercises in the books as well. It's a way to keep ourselves active and participating. And that's really a big key, is to really keep ourselves participating so there's always a movement. It is only when there's a contraction inside, when we start to go stagnant, that that energy then, that spirit of loving itself begins to back up inside of us. And when it does that, that's when we have problems. Because when we shut the doors down inside of ourselves, that movement of loving, that's when we find ourselves really going into difficulty and stress and seemingly having so many problems that we often can't find our way through. So just often listening to a talk, or reading a book, doing the action of meditation that we shared here, 
are ways by which we can really begin to open those doors so that that river water gets moving again. And just in that itself, we'll begin to reestablish a balance. Because that movement of loving will bring us into the alignment. All we've got to do is focus into the loving, and then as we do and surrender and go with that, then that movement of loving itself brings us into alignment with the natural unfoldment of our own personal lives. And that's really what we're looking for anyway, each of us individually. We often think we're looking for something out here in the world, not realizing that it's really something within us that we're looking for. But if we can pay attention and start to redirect our attention back to ourselves rather than looking out here, is when we'll really begin to wake up and discover more of that truth. So all the things we share out here, the outer teachings as you can call them, are just reflections of really the inner journey. We like to really refer to them as inner teachings, the spiritual principles, that as we learn to apply them in our lives, is where we really begin to wake up and experience more the truth of that spiritual journey that I'm speaking of. Because these other realms, in the experiences we have in our consciousness, not in our bodies. Our bodies cannot go into these other realms. The body, physical body was made for the physical realm. But the divine spark, the soul, it has other bodies. The astral body, the causal body, the mental body. Those are all different bodies, just like the physical one, that the soul takes on, that is encapsulated by, by which to have experience with these other realms of creation. Very simple concepts, right? It's like the body, it's a vehicle. But we put this body in a car, another vehicle, to move our consciousness to have experience. And we try to share in simple, practical ways, because in truth, that's what it is. Even as the soul experiences through these other realms, there's other bodies or vehicles by which it experiences through the imagination, through the emotions, through the mind. So it's important to be aware of that because if we really, in earnest, take up this meditative practice and really look at that inner journey, because we really long or want to really discover that which lies beyond the physical level. And it's only through a sincere desire are we going to even do the work or even have a curiosity enough to start learning about this. But if we really interest and pursue that, I'll tell you what, you'll have experience one way or another. You're going to have some kind of experience that will demonstrate to you in a way that's going to serve and support you. You know, the show me a sign God type of thing. Well, there are the things that happen in our physical lives that literally are signs that will stir that awake us and we go, oh my God, there really is somebody listening. Who is that? Well, that's the greater journey. First, there's the outer signs that will help us to have faith or belief that there really is something spiritual beyond the physical. But then as we begin to pursue that more inwardly through the action of meditation, that's where we're going to begin to have the greater experience that we talk about these other realms. Those are what I call the out-of-body experiences. People call them soul journey experiences. It's all the same. It's the movement of our consciousness 
to other levels of awareness. And believe me, just as we, while we're here in this physical experience and think it's so real, well, when you're fully awake on these other realms, it's just as real as here that you experience yourself physically. That'll blow your mind if you haven't had that experience the day you do. It'll change everything. It did for me. That's why I'm doing this. I like to have reminders. I just got out of body this morning again. In my own meditation, it's quite nice just to all of a sudden pop out of this physical consciousness and be in another realm, another dimension, as it's called. Having experience just as real as if we're having experience here physically. But those experiences are quite different. Sometimes they're very similar to the physical, but quite different because we know without the physical structure, the density of it, there's a lot more freedom of movement where we literally can fly or have like superhero power kind of things. Those things go on, like in the realm of imagination as we do that. But the higher we go, the more refined it becomes, the more of an action of true movement of loving rather than our own imagination, our emotions, or our thoughts and belief systems. And that's what we're striving for here. With all that we're doing here in Life Ministries, we really are here to share that pathway we call the path of sun and light. That path that is the other life stream from the voice of God, referred to as the Holy Spirit, or the river of loving. That pathway is the one of the soul's return back out of this realm of time and space and back into the spiritual realms, the true home of the soul from where we come from. We're just on a journey here. This isn't our home. So what we're doing here is reawakening. We've fallen asleep in this physical creation. So in this action of meditation, we want to wake up. And once again, have that experience of returning home. Not just remembering, not just being inspired, not just believing. We don't want you to believe in this. We want you to have your own experience so you know the truth for yourself. So that means you gotta take some action, make some effort. Funny thing is, meditation is probably one of the easiest efforts we can make. The challenge comes is when our own emotional, imaginary, mental disturbances come up. That's when we feel challenged. But the action of meditation and loving is the easiest, most gentle, most subtle, yet at times intense, the experience we'll have as we do this. So as we move into meditation, I'm going to do that and continue sharing afterwards. Just remember that. That as we move into meditation, keep always your primary focus on that inner light and sound, that movement of loving, and the journey home to God. So that even as you have these other experiences that take place along the way, you don't lose your focus, you don't become distracted. You allow yourself to move through things you don't want to avoid. But you don't want to lose sight of the destination where you're going. So we have that specific focus in meditation and it's as simple 
is holding your attention right here at the spiritualized center or the seat of the soul. Here is a doorway. This doorway right here is the place by which the soul, the divine spark of who we really are, enters into this physical consciousness and leaves this physical consciousness in meditation as we move into it here in just a few minutes. As I ask you to hold your attention here and we'll close our eyes. And as we focus our attention more and more through this doorway, remember it's a doorway. That means you can leave and come back in. So as we meditate there, the first action is becoming aware of this doorway. And the main way we become aware of it is because we'll see an inner light. That inner light most often appears as a purple light. And then probably after that, more of a white or a golden white and sometimes a blue. But that inner light we can perceive right here is that light of the Holy Spirit. And it's right here, right on the other side of the door. And all we got to do is open that door. Not only to witness that light, but as we do, we can invite the light into our consciousness to work with us just in our own personal inner kingdom. And we can step out that door. That's what I call the out-of-body experience, where literally you step out of this physical and then into that light. And then let that light carry you just like a river carries you. And that's the real amazing journey. That's really the greater journey of the soul now moving out of this physical creation and back into the spiritual. It's pretty exciting. I know some people get a little scared when that happens. I never understood why. I've always been excited whenever that happens. Because it's quite amazing But to be able to step out and have that, it takes a lot of focus, a lot of loving. And it also means we've got to be willing to let go of all of our belief systems, our fantasies, our emotional ups and downs, our physical attachments. We've got to be willing to let go of that because guess what? It's all of those attachments we have that keep us locked in our own prison. Would you like to know what it's like to literally get out of this prison called this physical body and fly freely and experience these spiritual realms? I know a lot of people think this sounds pretty crazy. That's just because they haven't had the experience. When I heard about this, I got excited. I didn't know if it was true or not. I didn't know if people were making this up. But it sounded so amazing I wanted to find out for myself. So I did. I started doing a meditation practice just like we share here. And then I had my own experience. And that's all we're suggesting or asking and offering for each of you. It's really up to you to make the choices, to make the effort, to have your own experience. Because that's what it's about is your experience, not about ours. We have our experience, but you've got to have yours. So that inner light through that doorway, that inner light is also a tunnel. When we see it here, if we close our eyes and really focus enough and we can begin to witness that light, it's always moving. 
doesn't, sometimes you don't know if it's coming or going and it's just moving around in your awareness right here. Well, if you focus enough into the very center of that light as you're observing it in meditation, as your body lets go more and more and you start to get more enveloped in that inner light, well, the point where you can really come to truly fully letting go, then you'll go into that light. And often the body will fall asleep, or at least it'll look like it's falling asleep, but you'll know you're not asleep because you'll be awake. But it's holding our focus long enough to stay awake, because most of the time when the body goes asleep, we go asleep into the unconscious or dream state. The idea in meditation here is not to fall asleep and go unconscious when the body does, but to stay conscious and focused in that light so that we literally go through the dream state or the unconscious state. That's what I did this morning in my own meditation. I focused, focused, and boy, there's times when the energy is just rushing like a rapid river. But that's a good movement because then it's cleansing and releasing the attachments so that the soul can be free and unencumbered to be able to move out and into these other spiritual creations. But we've got to walk through that unconscious dreamlike state. Sometimes I just pop right through that. This morning I didn't. I went into the dream state, found myself in a dream, and I realized, oh my God, I'm in a dream. And as soon as I did, I chose to become conscious and then I pop through the dream and into the true fully conscious aware state in another realm. These often are steps I hope you're hearing. So even if you fall asleep and if you're in a dream, if you can become conscious in the dream and start chanting that sacred name that we share in meditation, it'll help empower you to pop through that dreamlike unconscious state. And then when you pop through that, there literally is, it's almost like going into outer space here. All you're doing, just like the Earth, has what? That atmosphere around it, right? Well, we have an atmosphere around our physical consciousness, and what we're attempting to do in meditation is pop through that atmosphere. Within the atmosphere, there's gravity. Once you pop through the atmosphere, there's no gravity. Well, it's the same thing spiritually. That gravity in our own atmosphere is what makes us go asleep and keeps us unaware of the true spirit and all the life that is beyond the physical. So in meditation, it's like a rocket ship. The rocket ship's got to be able to pierce through the atmosphere. Well, in meditation, we're doing the same. We're trying to pierce through the inner atmosphere to get into that outer space where there's no gravity. There's where the freedom is, where you can now freely float or fly beyond all that. But then we've got to have a point of focus still. Well, just like in meditation here, we say, look and observe the inner light. Well, even when you get out of body, there's always a light. The brightest star, the moon, the sun, Always look for the brightest light. And as you always begin to focus and hold your attention on the brightest light, no matter what 
or where you're at. As soon as you lock into it, it's like a tractor beam. When you lock into that light, you'll experience connection and then that light will begin to pull you and sometimes you'll take off like a rocket flying very fast. I know some of you have had the experience I'm talking about. That's how you know when you're in alignment with that river of loving because when you get in it, it'll carry you and you can just relax. Your work is to get focused into that light, get yourself into that tractor beam, that river of loving, and then just let go, surrender. God will take care of the rest. And that's where the journey gets fun. Because you'll be carried through all these different realms, all kinds of experiences. And all you ever have to do is always keep that single eye on God. That's it. Just like even in scriptures, what did Jesus say? Let thy eye be single, and thy body shall be filled with light. Well, your body will be filled with light, and then it, that will free the soul now to continue on that light stream that has filled the body. That's what we're talking about here. This is what every true master, sage, or saint over the years has taught, is this pathway, this meditation practice, and his journey through the realms. And that's what we're really doing here. We're not a preachy organization, even though it can sound that way sometimes. We're not really a religion. We really are a spiritual pathway that teaches a meditation technique that liberates the soul from the imprisonment of the physical consciousness and the astral and the causal, the mental and the etheric, all of time and space. And as it gets released and freed up from the Pulls the karmic attachments, the lessons. Well, that's what we're doing. We're learning the lessons. We're getting freed up of all those gravitational pulls, our attachments, so that we can move along this journey. You know, the funny thing is, a lot of people are afraid to go into something new. They're afraid of losing what they have but yet we've got to be willing to give that up to even gain more what's really funny most of us don't even know we're actually homesick but we think home is somewhere here you know our house or our apartment where we're living here the true home of the soul is not here it's in the realms of spirit the soul wants to go home and all we're doing here is attempting to answer that call. I say attempting because it's up to our efforts. But if we make the efforts, we actually are answering the call. And it's simpler than what any of us realizes. All we have to do is learn how to hold a focus. And what is that focus? It's loving God and allowing God to love us. But there is a focus, that inner light and if you close your eyes and go into meditation and it's just dark, that's fine. It often can take time of learning how to focus before that light shows up. But even if the light doesn't show up, pay attention because you may often feel a sensation on the top of your head or forehead like a magnetic slight pressure. That's that light. When I meditate, I both see the light and I feel that. But if you feel it without seeing it, that's all right. 
More than likely, if you give enough attention to the feeling level, at one time you'll probably, it'll probably open and you'll see the light at some point. And then, of course, there's the sound. The still, small voice of God, what we call the sound current. The Holy Spirit is that audible life stream or voice of God. And it literally can be heard as a voice in many, all languages and no languages at all. It can be heard as music, sounds of nature, bells, the wind of the Holy Spirit. All these inner sounds that this physical world is a reflection of. So when we talk about listening to the sound current, we don't want to listen to the outer sounds. That's why sometimes we even have earplugs to just black out the outer sounds and listen within, to listen inside, to listen as deeply as we can, often referred to as the sacred silence. Peace be still and know that I am. We've got to come to that place of peace and stillness through our focus on the light and the sound. And at some point, it'll just open up and then we'll begin to have greater experience with that, both, both as it fills us and we have the experience and the awareness that comes with it, or if it takes us out of the body and we go into these outer realms that we speak of. We're going to have all of that. What we want to do is learn to focus and relax and surrender. The more you can relax and surrender, the easier it is for that tractor beam, as I like to call it, that literally is like a magnetic pull. The more you can relax and let it pull you, it'll bring you on the journey. Or it will fill you up. And you'll experience that light and loving just moving literally through your physical body, tingling, quickening, you know, the chicken skin, goosebumps. All of these things, our inspiration, our intuition, our psychic awareness, our spiritual awareness. So the meditation Simple, one point of focus right around in this area. Hold your attention here. Sometimes it'll look like you're looking straight ahead as you close your eyes, but if you can, you want to focus above the eyebrows all the way in this area. You hold your attention. And just observe that inner space, looking for that moving light, purple or white or gold or blue. Listen. You may even hear like a ringing in the ears you thought was tinnitus. Might actually be an inner sound. And then we have a sound or a name to hold our attention on. Like I said, this is about loving God and allowing God to love you. But you've got to have that focus to stay attentive to that movement of loving. So we've got to begin the action by being active. We call this an active meditation. And so we have a sound, a name to focus upon that we put our loving into. Because if we don't know what God is yet, how do we know how or what to love? So we have a sacred name of God. We have several of them actually. But one we use as a spoken name is the hue, H-U, just like in the word human. 
to Hugh. There's a frequency, a sound within that name that is an aspect of that sound current, that current of loving, that as we can focus on that and either just say or chant or sing, whether out loud or silently, that hue, hue, there's a vibration in there. And that sound, that actually that inner light emanates from. So that as we can focus on that sound within ourselves, we are learning that sound itself will help to bring us into that point that I spoke of, that tractor beam, the river of loving. As we focus upon that sound and chant it, it will actually lead us into that. So then at some point we'll experience a connection with it. And once we have that connection with it, we can let go and just relax and not even need to chant anymore. Because once you get in the river, the river carries you. You've just got to get yourself into the river. So that's what we're doing in the beginning of the meditation is focusing ourselves, using that sacred name to bring ourselves into that alignment and into the river so that it can now carry us. And sometimes it happens very quickly. You may close your eyes and start chanting and boom, you're right there. Other times you may have to work it for an hour. And you'll wonder, my God, is this going to work or not? It's different every day. That's why it's important to meditate every day to give yourself the opportunity to make that connection. So that's what we're going to move into here is focusing into that, chanting the hue. We're going to chant it out loud a few times, just three times, just so you can hear that and begin to resonate with it. And I'm going to lead us into the meditation and then we're going to go quiet after that, but then we're going to keep chanting silently inside and moving ourselves and following that sound. And if you begin to experience that movement of loving on a feeling level or you see that inner light or hear the inner sound, you can stop chanting then as we're silent and just Focus on that and surrender and relax into it and see what unfolds. See if it carries you into experience or see if it fills you. And just be with that. That's all we're attempting to do in meditation is be with that movement of loving. And then if we get distracted, you know, we start going off into our thoughts or we start listening to the sounds going on in the room or we start fantasizing about things of what we want in the world or whatever it may be. If you find yourself doing that, just say, oh, okay, I lost focus. Let me come back, start chanting again, focusing here at the seat of the soul, watching for that inner light, loving God, being open, relaxed, surrendering, and allowing God to love you. I'm going to just continue on a little bit more along the lines I've been sharing. Well, let's see. I think last month the theme was completion and fulfillment. Well, uh, another way of looking at that is um, graduation, the end of the school year. That's kind of what we're coming up on actually here over the next few weeks. Actually, a lot of schools will be closing for the summer. Here I was in the announcements even talking about taking a break, summer vacation and all that. And it's interesting because after last month's sharing, and we actually have had a couple people pass away, so 
there's real completions and fulfillments in that regard. And since then, even the last week or two, I've actually had a couple inner experiences where I've even was um, at a school on the inner levels and we were wrapping up the year. And a lot of you here were there, of course. And so we are finishing the year and just a little bit more to go. And it was really nice because this time with the completion, well, as you know, here in this planet Earth and the life here, kind of, in a sense, school's never ending. It's a continuation. But in these inner experiences, we do have completions. Just like in school here, we finish a grade. In a sense, we graduate or complete that grade, and then we go on to the next. Well, that's what life is like. This journey here is, in a sense, a classroom or a school in which we're continually learning lessons and, and moving on to the, the next ones, regardless of what grade we're in. So in this inner experience, is finishing up the school year, and it was a real nice completion because a lot of the lessons that a lot of us were working on were really, truly getting complete. So it was almost like a graduation, but I knew we were also starting up in the fall time again after the summer break. But I knew when we get back in the fall and start up school again, it was going to be different because what we're completing now this school year, or maybe it's been many years, I'm sure it's felt like that for a number of you, that there really is a lot of lessons getting completed and wrapped up, hence last month's theme, completions and fulfillments. And that's really happening. So just take a look at your own lives and see what you've been learning and see what is really beginning to, in a sense, complete and fulfill itself with a lot of lessons you've been walking through. And maybe that you can have more of a summer break as well yourselves and just know in the fall when we start up again the end of August, I guess it'd be the end of summer, you know, that'll be the continuation, but there'll probably be a little bit more of a newness as a lot of these old patterns people have been running are getting more complete. And many of you may already be witnessing a lot of changes in your lives. And if not, we'll just see what happens over the summer because that's often when a lot of it happens. It takes time for these things to kind of sink in and integrate. I know quite a few people that I've been talking with, they've been having some major changes from literally big moves to, again, deaths in some families to different jobs or careers to just a lot of more major life changes. And a lot of those major life changes often do happen when we really do complete and fulfill some lessons. And so that's not a bad thing. That's actually a good thing that we are really learning and growing. And it's important to keep that into perspective. You know, a lot of times when we have challenge in life, we think it's a bad thing or it's a negative thing because we're challenged. Well, think about it even when going to school, wasn't it challenging some of the homework? Wasn't it challenging some of the tests we had to take? Well, that's how life is. That doesn't make it bad. Just like in school, when we, in a sense, bring ourselves and meet that challenge and we do the homework, well, then we pass the test and we, we move on. And so it's kind of like that on the spiritual journey. We have these lessons that we've come into this lifetime to learn. And that doesn't mean learning's always easy. Sometimes it's a lot of fun and it is easy or it's joyful. In other ways, it really is challenging depending on how we're handling the lessons and how we're approaching a lot of our homework. A lot of the difference really is in our attitudes and how we approach things. 
to how we experience them. A test is a test. Learning is learning. Information is information. But how do we approach that? And that's what can make a real difference in our experience of life. So take a look at that over the summer. In a way, I want to wish everybody a break, as well as us taking a break. Let things sink in and integrate, which is a good time to you know, receive, relax, allow the transformation to take place, knowing there's always some, going to be something next, but it's good to let things unfold rather than thinking we have to bring things to com completion or thinking we have to start something but rather if we can really focus more on that inner movement of spirit inside of us and surrender to that, that that movement of loving can really unfold us, that we can allow that loving to move us through the completions, that we can allow that loving to move us into the new beginnings and to bring us through the transitions and the integrations of all of that. And so that is what we each have the opportunity for. And nonetheless, it goes on anyway. Whether we like it or not, believe it or not, it goes on. So a lot of what we're doing here is also becoming more awake and aware of that movement of spirit and our own life unfolding in that. To pay more attention, to learn from that. Because the more we can, the easier it is just to flow with it. It makes it smoother. And we can learn how to participate with it rather than resist or struggle with it. Just to make our own lives a little bit easier. It was interesting, another perspective, I had a couple experiences just days apart. One was the completion of the school year, and I knew there was going to be a new beginning in the fall. Continuation of the same thing, but yet really a new beginning. Another way I experienced it, I was working on something, a lesson, a life experience, and I went through all these other experiences that were part of the lesson, and I found I came full circle right back to the point I started but all these experiences I went through to circle back around to the point where I started is where I was, all the learning was going on. I was learning everything. And when I came back to where I started, well, when I first started, not only did I have all these experiences to learn from, but when I started, I felt very trapped by the lesson and the process I had to walk through. Felt stuck. But as I walked through all the experiences, when I came back to that same beginning point, full circle, well, when I got back there, I was in a whole different place. I was actually in a place of freedom. I knew that journey that had gone on and all those experiences I went through, when I came back to where I started, I had fulfilled the lesson that I set out to learn. And in the beginning, I felt so trapped and stuck. But by the time I came back to it, I was completely free. And it was fulfilled and done. And then there is that experience of joy and a job well done. Anything we do, you know those things we do where we feel really good about what we've done? That that comes with that. Call it proud, call it self-confidence, call it satisfaction. That's what I'm talking about. Well, that's what we're doing here on this spiritual journey. We literally are walking through all of our lessons and learning from all of that. And that's all we have to do. So we can begin to have, develop more of an attitude and approach and maybe start enjoying the learning. You know, when I remember being a little kid, I enjoyed learning more. I was curious, it was fun. But then when it got into school, when you had to 
you know, ingrain it in the brain and then take all these tests and challenging, well, yeah, it changes perspective for any of us. But if we can, in a sense, move our attitudes back to more like that childlike nature and the curiosity, the learning, just the, the natural enthusiasm, it'll make it easier to walk through the process. But we still are going to walk through it regardless. So we can choose how we want to perceive and approach it all. But it's also good to understand that there is this learning action that's going on. And a lot of the perspective, and this is probably one of the main things I hope to get across, is that when we feel trapped or imprisoned, it's because we simply are looking at what's ahead of us and we perceive it as challenging. And because we don't understand or learn the lessons yet, we feel stuck and trapped by that. That is our own perspective out of our own judgments or fears. That's what causes that experience of feeling stuck and trapped. But if we can just surrender to the process and participate step by step by step, understanding that each of those steps we're taking is actually a step into our freedom and fulfillment. That's what's important to understand here. Earlier I was talking about the spiritual journey through all the realms, but I'm talking in a more practical sense like in the world, but it's the same thing through the journey through these realms. All that we're learning here physically and through all these other realms, from the imagination, the emotions, the mind, and the unconscious, is the same thing I'm talking about here. It's just all lessons that we are walking through on all these different levels of consciousness. And if we can just surrender and participate, it'll be easier, but understand it is leading you towards your freedom and liberation from it all. You're setting yourself free from the prison that we have each created for ourselves. Because in truth, it is only our perspective in how we are looking at what's ahead of us that traps us. So when you have that sense of satisfaction or a job well done, and you feel free now, it's complete, you've graduated, you can move on to what's next. That's what's going on, is that you have walked through now that journey of whatever that one particular lesson was, or lessons in a whole pattern. You know, like in school, there's many, you have the school year, but you've got all these different classes that you're learning about. So there's the pattern, the school year. So it can be many lessons all at the same time, or it can be one you're just moving through in particular. It's all the same. But understand, your learning is why the soul is here in this creation. If we can understand that, then we can approach life with maybe a greater enthusiasm and really taking it on and participating rather than feeling stuck and imprisoned. Because the sooner you go and participate, take action, do the homework, go to class, the faster it gets done. And then you can have summer breaks. You don't have to go to summer school. <laughs> Knowing that at the end, there is freedom. This pathway we share here, this path of sun and light, is all about the soul's freedom and liberation. It's all about freedom and liberation. There is a time when the soul is going to wrap up its journey here in this physical creation. And as it's wrapping it up, there's this process. And that's what we share about here, this process of fulfillment and completion of wrapping the lessons up 
in this inner journey we're walking through meditation. But remember, we talk about this as a threefold path. The meditation is the most direct action to fulfill it. But to also complete it, we need the other two actions of self-study and service. So that self-study we could apply a lot to the lessons that I'm talking about here. The meditation opens the doors, lays out the pathway, we get in the river, the river can carry us through the lessons, but then as we are carried through the lessons, we've got to be willing to self-study. That means we've got to look at ourselves, we've got to look within to really move to a greater place of wisdom and understanding of what we're learning here on our journey. And as we learn that, what do we often do? Have you ever had classmates or maybe somebody younger than you that you actually help them with their homework? Well, there's the service. The first service is to yourself to do your meditation and your own self-study. But once you really know you're complete and you've moved to a place of freedom and are now continuing your journey, well, the things you've learned along the way, like if you have learned all your lessons in you know, elementary school and you're now in high school, well, then that may qualify you to, in a sense, tutor somebody or maybe assist once in a while when somebody's done in elementary school. There's the action of service. And that's really what happens here. And so we, we got to keep that in perspective because I know some of us would like to jump to service and do good for others. But if you haven't done good for yourself and learned your lessons, in a way you're really avoiding. Don't avoid. Go learn your lessons. Take the time for yourself first. And then as you really fulfill yourself and move to a greater place of freedom, you'll have the wisdom and understanding to support and assist others as those opportunities show up to be of service in that way. Because they will. It'll just show up. But we have to be open to that. And we've got to learn to recognize the signposts. We've got to have an awareness to understand what we're doing, why we're doing it, how we're doing it. And as we really learn for ourselves, one of the sense that kind of qualifies us. Because really life unfolds a certain way, regardless of where we're from, regardless of where we've been born into, regardless of our culture, regardless of the time. There is a process to life. And so in a sense here, we're all students of life. We're studying life itself and how we, in a sense, apply ourselves in it. And then the details, as I say, are just the details. If you get caught up in details, well, maybe that's where you'll meet the devil in the details, right? Well, there's the struggle and challenge, and we call it the devil. But is it really? Or is it just our judgments and fears that create that type of experience? That's why meditation is so important. It is that way by which we can raise our focus instead of down and out into the disturbance and contraction, bring ourselves in and up, where we move into an open, expansive. And in that is a freedom of movement. And that's how we fulfill and complete things. It is that freedom of movement that we will know within ourselves as it unfolds. We've got to have that inner knowing. Think about it. 
It's so funny. Some people think, I don't need a spiritual teacher. Really? Did you need a teacher when you went to school? Did you need somebody to teach you to help you learn to understand what the lesson plan is and how to do it? Show you how to do the homework so you can do it for yourself? But then, if it's a good teacher, they really helped you to learn so you understood how to do the homework, right? Well, that's what we're doing here. Is to help people to understand the lesson, how to do the homework. But once you understand how to do that and actually do it, well, there you go. You then have done the work to free and liberate your own soul. It's really that simple. So it's very much like school here. It's just different because it's seemingly more intangible. We're school, we've got, okay, I've got a math assignment. It's out here. Well, let's see, inside I've got this lesson of what am I supposed to learn in this relationship here? Why do I feel this way? Why do I have these thoughts? What are my fantasies? Well, that's all inside, but it's not out here. It's all inside. We go, well, it is out here. I'm in relationship with this other person, but in that relationship I go through all these things inside of me. Well, exactly. That's why we call it self-study. At some point we've got to begin to now turn our attention within and look at ourselves rather than always making it about out here. That's the difference in the learning here. It's more of an inward self-study approach rather than an external outward one, but yet a similar process. So keep it simple that way. Keep it simple. Learn the tools, the ABCs, learn the technique, and apply it. It's not that hard to find your freedom and liberation. What it really is is just learning the tools and applying them and applying yourself with it all. Then it might actually be a little enjoyable. Have some fun along the way again. Not just on recess and summer breaks. So, between last month's sharing and beforehand, I guess I am feeling more complete myself. So it'll be nice to take the next steps and have a little summer break here and see what the newness is going to be in the fall, because I don't know yet either. I just know it is going to be new and different than what we're wrapping up now. And that's from my own inner experience. It's not trying to be psychic or anything like that or read the future. As we live this pathway for ourselves, we'll each have the understanding and awareness we need to know for ourselves. Because God will always give us that inner support to support us on our spiritual journey.